When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. All right, second hour of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. We are joined by our friend Stephen Miller, formerly senior advisor in the Trump White House. And he's also the uh, founder of America First Legal. Stephen, good to have you on the program. Thank you. Great to be here as always. So we have, uh, guys, let's, let's start with this one. We all know the border is a total disaster. Stephen, the good news is, I mean, not that there's any good news about this, but this audience very up to speed on the numbers, the criminality, the lawlessness, and the Biden administration's utter refusal to do anything meaningful about it. Last night we heard from uh, President Trump about his proposals, and and here's one thing we talked. Uh, there was a talk of deportations rapidly escalating the deportations. Here's what Trump said. Play 15. How will you gather the several millions that have already entered our country illegally and return them to their country of origin? Great question. It's not sustainable for our country. We have millions and millions of people here. It is not sustainable. Did you see in New York City with it getting the regular students out and they're putting migrants in their place? We are going to have the largest deportation effort in the history of our country. We're bringing everybody back to where they came from. We have no choice. We have no choice. All right, Stephen, you heard it from the man himself. What would that look like? What would that deportation effort, I mean, walk us through how that happens. Yes, well, this is something, of course, that we've given a great deal of thought to. And I'm speaking to you now uh, in my personal capacity when I say this. I am 100% confident that when President Trump takes the oath of office, we will begin and initiate 
the largest deportation operation, as he said, in the history of our country. And the way this will be done is by, number one, involving and leveraging the enormous federal assets at our disposal beyond the uh, Border Patrol and ICE. So right now, ICE has about 6,000 deportation officers as your starting point. That's not very many. Uh, that's, you know, New York City has 30,000 cops, to put that in perspective, 6,000 for the whole country. So you begin by, number one, taking HSI, which is the uh, organization on top of ICE, Homeland Security Investigations, and you can pull another probably 10, 11,000 guns and badges from HSI. Then you go into the Department of Justice. Well, you get CBP extra resources for interior operations. Then you go into DOJ. You pull from FBI, ATF, DEA. Then you go into, from there, uh, your other departments and agencies that have their own police forces. I mean, for example, even the National Park Service has a significant police service. Uh, then beyond that is when you bring in the National Guard, and you do this by going to each of the different states. Uh, you know, just take a pick, right? You go to, say, the governor of Alabama, and you say, we need to uh, use your National Guardsmen to carry out deportation operations in and around your state. So it's not just in the state they're coming from, but you try to do it regionally for efficiency's sake. So like in the southeast region, you know, for example. And then you go to the sheriffs and the police departments and using the authority that is delegated to the Secretary of Homeland Security, you're then able to deputize those individuals as well. But the key for efficiency's sake is that it has to be done under the control of your most experienced deportation officers. In other words, this isn't just like you show up and you say, uh, to a group of people, all right, now you're immigration officers. Because it's an incredibly challenging, complicated, and it's very data-driven, knowing where the illegals are and what uh, what their case disposition is. So you have experienced your best ICE officers running these teams that are blends of federal, state, and local, and national guard for resources. Then, as we've talked about before, you have to have staging facilities for outbound flights. Right, because if you collect a group of people, say you collect 100 people one day in Alabama, they're going to be from two dozen different countries. Each country, you have a different plane, a different manifest, a different everything. So you have to have somewhere to hold these people while you're waiting for these outbound flights and, of course, dealing with all of the uh, legal challenges and other things that are going to arise. Uh, which then brings me to my next point, which is that the State Department has to be also the leading edge of this. And one of the things that I experience firsthand and that many people outside of government and realize is the State Department is the tip of the spear in any deportation operation. In other words, obtaining unconditional compliance from countries around the world. So those tarmacs are always open to your aircraft. You pick up the phone and they're ready to receive whatever plane that you're sending. No games, no bull, no nothing. Countries, if you let them, they will nickel and dime you over everything. They will say, oh, we can only accept 20 right now, or we can only accept 15 right now, or we're not going to give them travel documents, or we, we, we don't think this is a real citizen of our country, it's not the right passport, whatever. You have to say, no, you accept every single person we're sending back, or consequences are going to initiate immediately. Then the last thing I'll just say about this is that you have to bring additional authorities to bear. One of those that we've talked about before is the Alien Enemies Act, which gives you expedited deportation as well, too. And then additionally, by using a Title 42-like authority at the border, that will free up an enormous amount of resources and space to carry out these domestic deportation operations. So it's not the complete answer, 
but it gives you a sense about the kind of activity that would need to be put into effect. And I can assure you, it will happen. As surely as the sun rises in the morning, if Donald Trump is the next president of the United States, then this will happen. Stephen, um, obviously the border is a unmitigated disaster. Did you ever think in your wildest dreams that it would get this bad when Joe Biden came into office? And you're not exactly a guy who is singing Sunnyside uh, homilies here on the border in the first place, right? But even you, are you astounded that we're talking about, you know, six, seven, eight million illegals that we know of pouring into this country in, in a record time, unlike we've ever seen? Even are you stunned by how bad it's gotten? I'm stunned by the extent to which the Democrat Party has been willing to sustain this pace of illegal immigration, knowing um, the the extraordinary public blowback and and pressure. In other words, I thought that they might I thought that they might meter it just enough because you know for the media to cover it, you know, six or seven thousand apprehensions a day is an unmitigated catastrophe. They're now at, you know, 10, 11,000 apprehensions a day. The media, the corporate media would ignore it at catastrophe levels. In other words, they stayed at catastrophe levels. The corporate media would ignore it. They're at Armageddon levels so that even the liberal press is covering it. That I did find a bit surprising. But what I didn't find surprising at all is that it happened because, and I'm actually really glad you asked the question because I very rarely get to say this. In the Trump administration, we knew that the whole paradigm on the border had changed, that illegal immigration was no longer just a Mexican issue, that it was 100-plus countries. The smugglers and cartels had leapt into the 21st century using social media, uh, using networking apps to facilitate mass illegal immigration, that they were able to use very advanced and sophisticated intelligence tools, that the cartels were more powerful than ever uh, in the north of Mexico, and that the cheapness of international transportation and the availability of international transportation also changed the game. In other words, a, a poor person today in a third world country can probably still save up enough money to get to a, uh, an intermediate country, you know, say to get to Panama or even to get to Mexico City and then pay the cartel the rest of the way. This wasn't true when George Bush was in office. And so we understood that if we didn't perform exceptionally and seamlessly on the border, that the gates of hell would open up. And we knew that. And so for me, as a uh, as a private citizen then in early 2021, watching what Biden was doing, um, my, you know, my heart sank to the floor. Um, I, I was just, just devastated because I understood what would happen and what did happen. Speaking and of Stephen also, Miller, I'm sorry. Yeah, ahead, Stephen Miller. Yeah, and, and also Stephen, you were just kind of hitting at that. But I was curious. One big part of this storyline has been the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, sending migrants to all of these sanctuary cities. Would this be something that maybe the Trump administration, as a federal level, would do? It's a little bit different, obviously, than the state, but that's obviously been very successful too because it's made it impossible for people who are in new york or chicago or washington dc who sit back and say oh the border's not an issue their entire city is uh, collapsing their budgets are falling apart how how does that impact going forward no the answer is that when it comes to the border 
um, we're not going to do anything other than deport, 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 deport. Um, that's the bottom line. And we now have, uh, we possess the skills, the knowledge, the bureaucratic know-how, uh, the mastery of the federal agencies, uh, the strategies with the judiciary and everything in between to be able to come in on day one and put in place an enforcement regime that no Western country in modern history has been able to match or equal. Stephen Miller, everybody. Stephen, thanks for being with us, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. God bless. Talk soon. You know, uh, here, one big promise uh, that was made last night, Clay, during the debate. Just wanted to play this for everybody. I'm sorry, during the town hall, not the debate. When Trump said, this is cut 32, and he said, day one, he's going to be a dictator on two things, the border and energy. Play it. I said, I'm going to be a dictator for one day. We're going to do two things. The border, we're going to make it so tight you can't get in unless you come in legally. And the other is energy. We're going to drill, baby, drill. After that, I'm not going to be a dictator. After that, I'm not going to be a dictator. There you go. After that, he's not going to be a dictator. But those are two very important things in all seriousness. The border and also what energy, if it was truly, remember the, the, whether it's, it's people that are going to be doing, um, oil and gas exploration, uh, people that are setting up the refinery operations for it. Clay, they've got to project far out into the future, right? It's not just something that happens suddenly. So knowing that you have a four-year administration that's going to be really favorable because they're not scared of Greta Thunberg shaming them at the U.N. or something, really um, favorable toward American energy independence, uh, would be huge, I think, for the economy. So you secure the border and you do that for energy, you're already way ahead of where we are right now. And also, Buck, this comes back to what we said about the border for a long time. There are two main incentives why people come illegally to the United States. One is jobs. And that's a courtesy of capitalism and the fact that we have created the greatest economic success of a country in the history of the world. Okay, so that's one. That's hard to eliminate. Two, and Stephen has talked about this with us before, uh, if you make it harder for people to come here to get jobs, that eliminates the incentive. Second part is we really have to address the structural issue here, which is birthright citizenship has to become a major point of debate in this country, by which I mean just because you're born on the soil here, if you are born as the result of a crime, why should you be rewarded for that? That is something that really needs to enter the American consciousness. This is not a commonplace thing. Most of our rivals in the world don't allow you to become a citizen if you are born in their country, even if you're there legally. And it, it makes zero sense that we would allow someone to illegally enter the country, have a child, maybe eight or nine months pregnant when they come in, and suddenly their child is a citizen forever, and then you can't deport the mom, you can't deport the dad. This is a structural problem and an incentive that has to be addressed. 800-282-2882, and I just got one yesterday, actually. A text message came into my phone. It was during the show, and usually when people text me during the show, I get a little bit like, hmm, what's going on? Because, you know, people who know me know what I'm doing from 12 uh, noon to 3 Eastern every day. And sure enough, it was, oh, your package isn't coming to the right place. Just click here. It was a scam, folks. It was a scam. But they're getting really sophisticated. In fact, these days, they're even trying to use scams about raising money for charities and other things 
in order to get your personal information. So it's a fake charity or it's something that you think, oh, my gosh, I'm doing a good thing. Well, you're actually getting your information stolen. But when you become a LifeLock member, you have somebody watching your back from all these scams. There are hundreds of millions of transactions going on online, and LifeLock is scanning them. It detects and alerts you to potential identity threats that you may not spot on your own. And if you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based LifeLock restoration specialist will work with you to fix it. Your personal information is getting exposed. There's just no way around it. You need someone to be watching your back. I've been a LifeLock member for years, and they've come through for me big time. It's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock now. Join and save 25% off your first year with my name, Buck, as your promo code. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go online to LifeLock.com and use promo code B-U-C-K for 25% off. Making sense in an insane world. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. As someone who served our country in the intelligence community, I appreciate companies that back our nation's service community. One company that does it best is GovX. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. GovX offers unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands, sports and entertainment tickets, travel deals, the list goes on. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for the things you love. GovX also donates a portion of every single order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. 
When you shop on GovX.com, your orders make a meaningful impact. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com, that's GovX.com, and join a community of more than 8.5 million patriots and pros. It's fast, easy, and free to join. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I don't know what's going on with John Fetterman. Was it yesterday we had Dave McCormick on, two days ago maybe, that we had Dave McCormick on, who's running for Senate in Pennsylvania against Bob Casey, the other Senate seat? When we started 2023, if you, and I know we're into 2024 now, but if we went back a year and you had said, who is the worst elected Democrat in the country, I might have said John Fetterman, full disclosure, because Fetterman couldn't speak. Uh, he almost immediately had to check himself into a, uh, into unfortunately a, a, a hospital for mental health. Would you, I mean, is that crazy or you have somebody else that you were a little bit hard on, a little bit hard on Fetterman. Not gonna lie. A little hard on Fetterman. A little bit. I will be honest with you. I crush John Fetterman. I still don't agree with much of what he says, but, and I, I hate to say this, Gavin Newsom might have to put up the wine buck. I might have a new favorite Democrat all of a sudden. I might not be wanting to go out to French Laundry with Gavin Newsom and twin arms together and have champagne glasses. I'm kind of starting to like John Fetterman. I'm, I'm, I'm in shock here. Clay is telling all of you across the country that when it comes to favorite, favorite Democrat, if he has to pick, he's trading in a fine Italian white linen shirt buttoned down four buttons. For a Fetterman hoodie, he's There's switching something about Gavin that hoodie, attire. Those jean shorts, those uh, oversized uh, uh, high-top shoes. It's got my yeah. heart a little flutter. And here is John Fetterman telling everybody, uh, again, he's so right on this Israel-Hamas, Israel-Palestine thing, and he's got everybody fired up on the left in this country. We've got the audio. Listen. Who are they really fighting? It's a group of cowards. They hide in tunnels, they hide behind civilians, they attack, kill, and mutilate children, women, and they do that. Stop talking about proportion on that. They shot their best shot on October 7th, and they would have taken more lives if they couldn't do that, but they couldn't do it. And now let's also talk about that. Now we're talking about genocide. Well, now let's, and now let's... South Africa now is now bringing that kind of a, a trial. Maybe South Africa being going to sit this one out. I was going to say, man, I mean, his answer on Israel is perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. He gets I, it. I, I, I never would have believed, and, and he's going after South Africa for deciding to weigh in on this issue as well. John Fetterman making a lot of sense. Gavin Newsom, keep your head on a swivel. I mean, have a new favorite. Videotapes don't last forever. In fact, they have about a two-decade shelf life. You know that? The videotapes, they fade. They don't last forever. Uh, a lot of you have got old videotapes, cassettes, probably sitting around Christmas tree. And, and it, blow on a, those VHS tapes. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, it was you try to keep them forever. You can't do it like you did your old uh, Nintendo cassettes to try to make those things play as well. You need to preserve them forever. And right now, Legacy Box can give you the gift of going back and seeing loved ones over and over again, remembering the special times you shared together and 
you can save 50% off regular prices by going to this website, LegacyBox.com slash Clay. That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay. This is amazing. Do what I've done. Do what Buck has done. Do what so many families across America have done. Preserve your memories forever. LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Welcome back into Clay and Buck. We are joined by the Speaker of the House. Speaker Mike Johnson is with us right now. Mr. Speaker, appreciate you making the time. Hey, great to be with you guys. Good to hear your voices. Um, so we know you're at the border. We talked about that top of the hour. We do want to get into that issue with you and, and see what the latest is from your perspective. But first, talk, talk to us here about this this spending deal. What's really going on, and and why are you taking the positions uh, that you are right now in terms of the you know whether you're agreeing, disagreeing with Democrats? Walk us through the spending deal as it stands right now. Yeah, it's a great question. There's a lot of misinformation and confusion about this, guys. What what we've done here is we're trying to work towards the 12 separate appropriations bills. That's the way Congress is supposed to work. That's how we restore fiscal sanity to Washington, and and we we engage in good stewardship on behalf of taxpayers. Right? We have a 34 trillion dollar federal debt. I mean, it's a it's incredible landmark and a dangerous one. So we are negotiating, trying to work towards a top line spending agreement. That is the first cut to non-VA, non-defense spending in many years. It significantly cuts out a lot of the side agreements that were negotiated last year for the spending bills. About $16 billion in real new spending cuts. We take $10 billion out of the IRS slush fund and the, and about $6.1 billion from the Biden administration's COVID era funds. What, what the, the real important point here is that having an agreement allows our Republican conservative appropriators to go in the room and fight against the Nancy Pelosi era policy writers that remain in effect because we're operating under a continued resolution and we've got to get the new budget done. So that's what this is about. It's not the best deal that any of us as conservatives would draft on our own. But here's what everybody has to remember. We only have conservatives, Republicans only have a majority in one house of Congress and it's, it's about to become the smallest majority in U.S. history. I mean, after January 22nd, uh, we'll be down to a one vote margin. I mean, literally, there's only been one Congress in, in 1917 there in World War One, and have a smaller majority than we'll have, smaller margin. So um, we, we, we want to advance our conservative priorities and principles every moment of every day as far as we can. But right now, guys, to give a football metaphor, which you both are, are uh, conversant in, um, I'm an LSU guy, so that's how I speak, right? Listen, I want to throw a Hail Mary pass on every play. But right now, it's, it's three yards in a cloud of dust. We've got to advance the ball up the field incrementally, and that's what we're trying to do. You're an LSU guy, by the way. I, I got to build on this then. How excited were you when you saw Nick Saban was retiring? You know, I was hoping you would tee that up for me. Uh, you know, congratulations to him. Undeniable that he's, you know, he's, he's probably one of, if not the greatest coach, certainly in the, in the college game of all time. Uh, but at LSU, we have no love loss for Alabama and what he's done. So, you know, it's a bittersweet day for college football. How about that? That's a good answer. I think you should have said that that Brian Kelly is now going to smoke Alabama and the Crimson Tide are finished as an elite football program. That's what I was telling my that goes without uh, saying, my friend. That goes without <laughs> saying. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was telling my seventh grader, by the way, who has ended up an Alabama fan because they've been so dominant. And it's a real failure of parenting that I've allowed that to happen. Uh, we're talking to Speaker <laughs> uh, Speaker Mike Johnson. Okay, so for people out there who are listening to us right now and uh, they are not that familiar with you. How are you different than the speaker that you replaced? What is going to be different for Republican voters out there that they should know about you compared to the man you replaced? 
Well, listen, I, I'm not going to in, uh, in any way disparage Kevin McCarthy. He was a, a great guy and a, and a patriot, did the best job he could under tough circumstances all the time. Um, but, you know, my background is different. I was a constitutional law litigator. I was a front lines, literally front, front line conservative, uh, movement conservative my whole life. And, um, that's the background I bring into this. The, the, the lens by which I see things, uh, is as a constitutional conservative. I mean, I believe in the founding principles of the country and we're trying to advance them here every day. Individual freedom, limited government, you know, the rule of law, peace through strength, fiscal responsibility, free markets, human dignity. These are the things that built the country. These are, these are my fixed points on the horizon, and they guide what we do. So what you're going to see over the long term is a real uh, emphasis on that to get us back to what made America great in the first place. I feel like we've deviated from it too far. Now, acknowledging right now we're going through a valley, this is what I want everybody to know and be encouraged by. We are going to emerge on the other side of this. Right now we have the smallest majority in U.S. history, uh, very soon here, uh, with one majority in one House of Congress. We only have control of one half of one-third of the federal government, but it's all going to change because, guys, I am very bullish on the upcoming election cycle. I am convinced that we're going to expand the conservative Republican majority in the House. We're going to win back the Senate, and I think we're going to win back the White House as well. And so everybody in this country is going to be in a much better place a year from now uh, but we've got to get through this valley, and, and we've got to demonstrate that we can govern well. And I think Speaker we'll Johnson, uh, yeah. can I, can I, we're speaking to uh, the Speaker of the House, uh, Mike Johnson, right now. And, and Speaker Johnson, uh, to that end, l- let's 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 fast forward a little bit, and and hope and pray, but let's fast forward to where we have a really good election at the end of this year. And let's say you get a Republican president. I can let anybody else fill in the blank here of who they think it, that would be, but a Republican president, House and Senate. What do you think the Republican House caucus is willing to do on the immigration issue, really? I mean, we just had Stephen Miller on. He's talking about Trump promising massive deportations. He says he 100% believes him. What is the Republican Party in the House willing to do to deal with our out-of-control border? I know you were just down there. We were. Listen, I, I talk to Stephen Miller about it all the time, and all of our friends here, we're absolutely committed. I believe it's the number one issue. I think it'll be a big issue for the election, maybe the biggest one, because it's, it's the most immediate crisis and catastrophe that we have to face. Last week, we took 64 House Republicans down to the border to Eagle Pass, to the epicenter, to see it off with our own two eyes. Many of us have been to the border multiple times before, but it's never been as bad as it is right now, guys. 302,000 people crossed illegally in December. That's just the ones we could count, ones we had encounters with. We don't know how many gotaways have come through, how many people on a terrorism watch list, at least 300 that we know. Um, I, I think the actual number is close to 15 million. So the point is, we can't really wait until next year to begin to address all this. It has to happen now. And you're going to see us draw the line and stand on that line and fight right now to get that border secured. We passed H.R. 2, our signature legislation, eight months ago, the Secure the Border Act. It would do everything we need to do, um, you know, fix the broken parole system, the asylum reform. I mean, reinstitute the Trump era, remain in Mexico policy, end catch and release, you know, finish the wall. All that's in there. Every House Republican voted for that. We lobbed it over to the Senate. It's been collecting dust on Chuck Schumer's desk for eight months. We're going to push this. We're going to force it through, and we're going to get transformational policy change on that border one way or the other. We have to. We have to do it for the country. You, you mentioned, uh, I know you got to leave, so this is the last question for you. you got to manage everything that's going on in the House right now. Uh, you mentioned the small majority you have, which is a, a, a tiny majority that you inherited uh, what happened with uh, Kevin McCarthy was it only took four people to remove him. Are you concerned at all that you're going to have the same issue with four or five people and that they might vote to try to remove you in the same way that they did Kevin McCarthy 
or are you confident that's not going to happen itself, that, that prologue is not going to be a preview for what happens to you as well? Yeah, I don't, I don't waste a moment of time being concerned about that. I'm, I'm working to govern. Um, look, everybody here is, is, there's a lot of emotion right now. There's a lot of, uh, of fervor and very thoughtful conversations, and that's what we're doing. I mean, the, the people that, that moved to vacate McCarthy, um, I mean, there's some of my, my close colleagues and friends. And so I bring everybody in and we talk through the issues. They, remember, they know that I am myself a hardline conservative, and I bring that philosophy to the, the gavel. And, and what we're doing right now is we've got we've got to advance that conservative philosophy under arguably the most challenging circumstances in the history of the institution. So uh, we're not going to get everything we get we want every single day. It's incrementalism. And um, having everybody understand that and be part of the, you know, advancing the ball is really important. Not not to wear out the football metaphor, but everybody needs to know their place on the field, what their position is, and where they work in each play. And you can't tackle your own quarterback and expect you're going to win the game, right? So we, we, we talk about this tongue-in-cheek, but I, everybody knows the stakes are so high, guys. I think we're going to work together and get this done. And, and, and again, we're going to win that election cycle and be in a much better position next time around. Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. Mr. Speaker, come back again soon. Thanks for being on the program. We'll do it, guys. Good to talk to you. Uh, 800-282-2882. Any thoughts on what the Speaker said or on the immigration plan as we talked about it with uh, Stephen Miller in the top of the hour? Want to want to hear your thoughts. Um, you know, One thing that I do think people, Claire, are going to be asking is, uh, they love, they love what Trump is promising day one of Trump term two, but why didn't it happen Trump term one? Right. This is something, I think that's a fair, it's a fair question. Doesn't mean that it's a question without an answer. Um, and I wonder if anybody out there has an answer that they want to, uh, to offer up for it at this point. Um, look, this is going to be a huge year in politics. Clay and I are going to have a lot of late nights ahead of us. And I'm sure many of you as well staying up, watching debates, watching well, more than that, watching the numbers coming in for a lot of these different uh, primaries that are coming up and then eventually Election Day, right? So you're going to need energy, right, Clay? We can't be a bunch of wimps out there getting tired, going to bed early, drinking the Ovaltine with the sippy cup. Crying, crying during the crown. You know, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't going to call him out on that one, but we did get a lot of emails about the tears during the crown. That said, somebody else said that they cried because Michael Jordan got an award <laughs> once and, and his wife made fun of one of our VIPs. So point here is, yes. folks, you got to stay fired up. You got to stay energetic. Chad mode. That is what you need to try if you want energy and fire in your day to day. And if you just want more energy in a general holistic sense as well, meaning you're going to balance out hormones and have the right stuff in your body. Check out the male and female vitality stack at Chalk. So, look, Chalk makes both of these products. Well, really, the line of products that is the male vitality stack and the specific product that is Chad Mode, which is a pre-workout. I take Chad Mode before I go play tennis. That's why I'm bouncing around the uh, tennis court like the Energizer Bunny. Um, and you will absolutely love Chad Mode. But try the male vitality stack as well. Go to Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com. When you sign up with a subscription using my name, Buck, you're going to get... 35% off. That's right. 35% off Chad mode or any chalk subscription. 35% off when you use promo code BUCK. So go to this website, chalk, choq.com and use promo code buck for 35% off. Don't miss a minute of Clay and Buck and get behind the scene access to special content for members only. Subscribe to CNB 24-7. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? 
You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. We're proud supporters of those who serve our country and our local communities. That includes our military, law enforcement, firefighters, emergency medical professionals, and other government service personnel. There's an American company whose entire mission is built around serving these individuals, GovX.com. If you've served our country in one of these ways, go to GovX.com and join the community today. It's fast, easy, and totally free. GovX members get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands that want to honor your service. Brands like Oakley, Vortex Optics, Yeti, Under Armour, and many more. You'll also save big on sports tickets, entertainment, and travel. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for everything you need on or off-duty. A portion of every order goes towards nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. More than 8 million people are already saving every day through GovX. Visit GovX.com and use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we are rolling through the Thursday edition of the program. Um, and wanted to hit you with this uh, as we get closer to the actual uh, Iowa caucuses, which are going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, four days from now. You want to talk about weather. And I don't know that weather's going to play a huge role in exactly how or why people decide to go out and vote. I know that it's always cold in Iowa this time of year, but it's going to be really, really cold. Uh, Monday, the high is going to be minus one in Iowa. So for all of you out there wondering, there's a lot of talk about the weather on election day and everything else. 
the night's low when a lot of people are going to be going out to caucus is going to be minus 14. So that is the forecast right now sitting four days out. If that ends up being the case, that the weather is as bad as they expect, I would think that that would make some people not show up. I'm not going to lie. If it is that cold, not that it's ever very that cold where I live in Nashville, Buckstown and Miami, it probably hasn't been below 60 the whole time you've been in Miami. What's the temperature right now in Miami? Uh, it's like 70 degrees. It got it got to like 67 a few days ago, and I was very upset about it. Yeah, you had to put on like a fleece and windbreaker. You had to layer up. Minus, minus one for a high and minus 14 when many people are going to be going to vote. I would think that that would actually impact in some way the turnout. Now, maybe people are super fired up. What I would think it would do, Buck, see if you would sign on to this theory. What I would think it would do is limit the number of people out there that are going out, if they're not diehards, right? If you're going to go out and support somebody in Iowa in minus 10-degree weather, you are not, like, lukewarm about the guy or gal that you're supporting. You are all in on who you're supporting, right? I mean, I the, the weather has to impact turnout in some way when it gets that cold. Um. I- I guess it will probably, although Iowans, it's, you know, this isn't like, uh, they're not prepared for this, right? They, they get some rough weather. I wouldn't think it would make a massive difference in, in all this. The only way, I mean, cause you basically think that Trump would, would be hurt by the snow and cold or the cold, but just by the cold, right? Uh, because people think he's going to win who are Trump supporters, so they That's may not my show thought. up to caucus, right? That's your That's thought. That's my thought. If it's cold and you're sitting in your house and you're like, I mean, the Iowa State poll just came out and they have Trump up 40 points over everybody else, right? I got to tell it, you though, if you were, if you were planning on going to a caucus though, Clay, I, I think you're, I think you're in it to win it, right? I, I don't know how many you're going to show like, up no matter what. I, I think you're probably showing up no matter what. I think Iowans right now are chuckling at us. Guy who lives in Tennessee and guy who lives in in South Florida being like, we can handle the snow, boys. Don't worry about it. So you think weather conditions have no impact? Minimal. I think it'll have minimal impact on this. I think Iowans are going to put on the parka and they're going to, you know, it's just going to be cold, right? No snow. I, what was the? Uh, yeah. Well, I think there's snow on the ground, but it's oh. it's freezing. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of snow this week. It's kind of boggled or juggled some of the schedules around for some of the candidates. And I don't think we've mentioned that Iowa State poll, but in the mm. Iowa State poll, Buck, Trump is up 40 points. I mean, if we're talking about that kind of landslide, I'll just go ahead and call it. If Trump wins by that kind of margin, the election, the, the primary season is over. I mean, well, I don't even need to, to see, sit around. They're going to want to pick up a, a win in New Hampshire if they can, right? I mean, I, yeah, there's going to be. I get it. I mean, Nikki Haley may, because independents and third party, you yeah. know, Democrats or whatever can roll in and, and vote for her. And New Hampshire might still be a toss up. I think I'm correct that it's been all the way. No Republican since 1976 has won both Iowa and New Hampshire. Have you? I, I, it's been a long time. Yes, um, I think Gerald I, Ford was the last Republican to win both Iowa and New Hampshire. This is what I was trying to think of the other day. You were right when you said Bernie Sanders was the front runner at this point in 2020 for the Democrats. Do you remember who won Iowa? 
Pete Buttigieg. Oh. Pete Buttigieg. So a guy who ended up with a tiny fraction of the well, overall. black guys won't vote for Mayor Pete. I mean, this is like the story that nobody will talk about. You're, I, I did not, I did not remember that at all. That's a great fact point. It's all white, white people who vote in Iowa, right? Black people won't vote for Mayor Pete because he's gay, and nobody will talk about it. It's like it's like the third rail that you're not allowed to touch. So that just to me is a reminder about you know Pete winning in Iowa. That, you know, and, and look, this is where, this is where you start to sound like we're calling a football game instead of politics. Anything can happen. It depends who shows up on game day. That, that's all going to be true here. Um, I, I think that, uh, here's what I do know from, from sources. The internal polling of the campaigns on Iowa mirrors the Iowa polling that we're talking about. So, you're going to have to have some something crazy happen that day for it not to be a, a Trump victory. That's just that's just the truth. I, I don't know what else to say. I'm not I'm not I'm not wishing it into existence or opposing it. I'm just saying it's you've never seen any kind of a lead like this evaporate in one day. All the campaigns have similar polling from what I'm told. You know, it, it, I, I cannot wait to actually have legit votes to talk about on uh, Tuesday on the show because we've been talking about what we think is going to happen. Iowa voters have the first opportunity to actually show us. Uh, if Trump wins by those kind of margins, I, I, I'm I'm calling it over, right? If he comes out and he triumphs like that, I don't even care what you happens. You called it man. over in July I did. of last That's year. True. That's true. Yeah. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country, or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured, and our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel the Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus... Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. 